This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans. Yes, yes, yes. It is your favorite time of the year. It's the start of college women's basketball season. Welcome to our first episode of the season of Around the Rim, your ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, LaChina Robinson, joined by my wonderful producer, fantastic producer, ESPN Halloween costume winner, <laughs> um, Tarika Foster Brasby. I didn't know that we had a contest. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know either till you showed up that oh. we had to award you the winner. I mean, there we had no choice. That is hilarious. Okay, slayed it. <laughs> um, Cleopatra. Hey, had to bring some of that that royal magic to the to Bristol. You bring the fire. I mean, let's just be real. You are bringing all the magic to the ESPN campus. Um, fans, we're happy to be back with you. To be honest, like it's been so long, and we appreciate. We've gotten messages, emails, all kind of things about when's around the rim coming back. And podcast life is tricky, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Seasons flow, schedules get busy, like it just, it gets a little crazy. Um, and then like I really have to be, and this is, I think I might have explained this on the podcast, but like I have to have a certain energy to do things. Like I don't, I'm that kind of person where you know whatever I do is real because if I'm not feeling like the vibe in the moment, I won't, I won't do it. I mean, obviously I can't make that decision about all things in life because we got to show up, right? Right. Um, but this podcast is a special kind of magic. And so Tariq and I are just happy that we're back. Um, with that being said, we're kicking off with our national women's media day interviews. For those of you that may or may not know, there is a day this year. It was October 31st on Halloween. Every year where ESPN invites the top coaches, the top players to campus in Bristol to basically do a car wash. Um, they are on campus. They do ESPNW interviews. They do a lot of video stuff. They do things with Rebecca, with Holly, with myself. Um, just a series of, of interviews and, and basically getting material that you'll see all year long on ESPN family of networks um, on our top coaches and players. So Tarika and I are stop in that car wash um, and we got to talk to everyone. And so we're going to start unrolling these interviews and we try to usually match them up with big games that are happening. But um, you know, some of our podcasts will just come out when they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do this whole theme of 10 questions, which I hope Tarika deletes every time I mentioned that because that did not work out. Um, I tried to do like, okay, we got 10 minutes to ask 10 questions. Well, that didn't work. Um, but so you we just, should have known that. <laughs> well, you apparently knew that. You didn't even recognize that I had come up with that and spent time about, you were like, oh, okay. Didn't even, you just knew it wasn't going to work. That's how well we know each other now. What is this college season number what? This three? is three. Wow. Psh, we're getting up there. We're growing up, Tarika. We are. Um, so, yeah. So we'll let you guys get to our first interview. But we just wanted to tell you that we are back. Um, our first interview is with Baylor's Kalani Brown. And... I just want to say first and foremost that when we sit down with these players, it's interesting because we, we, we interviewed Kalani last year as well on National Media Day. But, you know, it's the kind of thing where 
you watch these women, these young women grow, right? Like they come in maybe for their first sit down with Tariq and I and they're kind of shy or maybe don't know what to say or what I'd say, that kind of thing. It's amazing how much Kalani has blossomed um, in this now her senior season um, and just her ability to express herself, to feel confident in, in how she feels, what she's thinking, how she sees things. And so the sociology major in me, the kind of mentor side of me, I was very impressed with Kalani from that standpoint. But just to give you a quick rundown of some of the things that we talked to her about, um, a conversation that I had with Kalani and also with Tierra McCowan is just about embracing your height, right? Like Kalani's six seven. I'm six foot four. Y'all don't understand how hard life can be when you are the tallest girl in your class at 12 um, or you're 14 years old and you're six, four and you wear a size 13 shoe and like you stand out like a sore thumb. Um, so w- we talked a little bit about that, which I think is, is some great advice from her mom that I want you guys to hear. We also talked about some other interests that Kalani has. I don't know if you know this, but um, she played volleyball and uh, play the piano. And talks about how volleyball plays a role in with her team at Baylor even now. So that'll be interesting talk. Um, what happens on the perimeter stays on the perimeter. That is a quote from Kalani Brown. So you will hear from her on that. We also talked about the fiery coach Kim Mulkey and how she could be a little misunderstood sometimes. Um, so some some good thoughts from Kalani on that. Uh, and something that really stood out to me too about this interview that I can't wait for you guys to hear is just how in tune she is with the WNBA. Kalani has a very clear vision as she is projected to be uh, a lottery pick in this year's draft, but she has a very clear idea of where she is, um, you know, as a post player right now, but where she wants to be. She has studied Sylvia Fowles. She has studied Stephanie Dolson, Liz Cambage, Asia Wilson. So uh, fun getting her thoughts on that. But the overarching thing for Kalani Brown to keep in mind is that she still has not been to a Final Four. And when you go to Baylor and you are as great as Kalani or an Odyssey Sims or uh, a Sophia Young or a Brittany Griner, that Final Four appearance looms over your head like a dark cloud. It's an expectation. And with a young perimeter, there is a lot to be decided, a lot to be seen from Baylor after the loss of Christy Wallace and with the bulk of their talent experience being in the post as she plays alongside Lauren Cox. So I won't give away everything, but we hope you enjoy this interview with Kalani. All right, women's basketball fans. So we're on this thing today because it's National Media Day for women's basketball. And I was thinking, how can we kind of set this day apart? So I came up with this theme of 10 for 10, right? Well, we have 10 of the most significant coaches and players in in women's college basketball right now. Um, And I'm going to try to ask 10 questions. Now, these 10 questions can be anything because I am a sociology major, even though I do love basketball. I love music. I have lots of things I care about in the world. And my first victim on Halloween is none other than Kalani Brown of Baylor. Welcome. Hello, hello. You look gorgeous, first of all. Like, you, you are so striking. <laughs> um, you're 6'7", obviously, but, I mean, you could easily be on someone's runway. The first thing I think about when I see 6'7", I'm 6'4", right? Right. I think about how hard it was for me to embrace my height. 
What was that process for you? We have a lot of young girls out here who, just like you and I, are tall and probably trying not to stand out, yeah. maybe getting teased. Um, how did you embrace this this beautiful height that you have? Well, believe it or not, I used to, you know, hunch over and try to hide and not stand out. But it really was repetition. And my mom was telling me, you know, own it. Basically, just own it. And uh, it took me a while to really like uh, comprehend what she was saying but then I was like it's beautiful I'm tall I'm standing out I'm the center of attention and you know a lot of people tell me I was beautiful and I'd be like thank you you know real shy and stuff but then like uh it kind of just flipped the switch one day and it was like you know this is me I'm tall and I'm about to own it and just from there I just carried that attitude because I saw my mom carry that attitude um and uh, other tall people in my family as well, you know, that you don't see them slumping over. So I had a great role model in my mom. Moms are clutch, aren't they? Thanks. <laughs> I would say the same thing about my mom. Like, I was definitely that young girl who, um, you know, again, was trying not to stand up straight. And my mom was always like, being different is beautiful. And I was like, why? You know, I had these big feet, were like a size 12 when I was younger. Now I'm in a 13. But same. <laughs> um, mom's right, okay? But moms are so, when it comes to building young girls' confidence, I mean, they're everything. But you, you, your mom and dad have been instrumental in your life in, in, a, in a lot of ways. Your dad, obviously, PJ Brown, um, who I know well, we all know, um, was a fantastic player. But you, you, your relationship with basketball uh, was a little different in terms of how things started for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, my parents really didn't push basketball on me. They was like, if it comes, it comes. Um, I was into a lot of other stuff before that. I did piano lessons. I marched in parades until my feet got too big to fit the marching boots. So I had to give <laughs> that up. Uh, I tried a lot of different stuff. Um, I love volleyball. Um, I was really clutch at that. So choosing basketball over volleyball was one of probably the hardest decisions of my life. Um, but my parents never really pushed it. They were like, oh, you want to do this? Then let's do this, you know. But um, when I hit that growth spurt from my eighth grade to ninth grade year, I went from 5'11 to 6'4 in one summer. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, imagine them growing pains. Okay. <laughs> but um, I went from 5'11 to 6'4, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on basketball and volleyball. And I did that for a while, and then – uh, when it really started getting serious and schools were coming in, uh, my mom was like, what you want to do? You know, you can't just keep because we were running around rampant with AAU for both sports. And I was just like, I'm, I'm going to play basketball. So and I'm glad I made that decision. You know, basketball takes you a long way. Yeah, it so. does. Do, do you still play any volleyball? Uh, we do. We play uh, sand volleyball uh, as a team. Uh, Lauren's actually really good at volleyball. Um, so we split up and. We go to someone's apartment and we play sand volleyball as a team, or do it, and we do it for a workout on Friday because it really gets competitive. You oh know? boy! Because we're actually pretty good at it. We know the fundamentals. It's not like we're we're just out there playing. Like we, it gets competitive. So uh, sometimes we do it even for a workout, sand volleyball. So yeah. What about piano? Do you still play at all? Can you still play? No. No. Forgot I, about all that. Is- yeah. yeah, piano was like just a thing that I wanted to try. Uh, I know a few songs, not like. You know, John Legend or Alicia Keys or anything like that, but you know. <laughs> you can do a little twinkle, twinkle, little stars, which is it? Mary had a little lamb. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> I totally understand that. I played the violin and I, I can play twinkle, twinkle, little star. Mary had a little lamb, but after that, uh, y'all short. I don't right. remember any of the music, it's anything like that. <laughs> um, high expectations for your team as always so this is one of my 10 questions i'm sure Tarika's tracking on on how many i'm going here she's going to make me stick to this but 
Coach Mulkey is so intriguing to me. Um, she's one of my favorite coaches. Obviously, I love her fire, um, just how intense she is, how competitive she is, the way yeah. she dresses. But sometimes I see her and she is real chill. Tell me the difference between in-game Coach Mulkey and out-of-basketball Coach Mulkey from your from your seat. Coach Mulkey is, like, like, it's the same thing like you said. She's, like, really chill, like, She'll come in practice with her hair all over. We'd be like, Coach, what happened? She'd be like, I just got out of the shower. And she'd be like, let's go on and do these drills, warm up, let's do it. You know, she's really a straight-to-the-point coach. Uh, and she she doesn't really, like, care a lot. I, mean, I think a lot of people don't like that about her, that she don't care what other people have to say or what they think about her. She's going to do what she's going to do. And that's that. She's just that type of person. And I think I love that about her. <laughs> yeah. Like, she will really just, she is herself, right? Yeah, like for sure. She's, she doesn't even seem to pay attention to what people say. Nope. Yeah. Doesn't bother her at all. You know, um, she she says a lot of things that people take wrong. But then if you really were around her and know her, it's like, okay, she meant this. But it kind of came off kind of the wrong way. But, yeah. again, she's going to say what she want to say and don't care what anybody has to say about it. I love how prideful she is and how she just stands up for herself. Yeah. Uh, she's a great – I think she's a great female role model for all of us, you know, as far as saying what you want to say and, you know, not taking the back seat to anything because she's – on it. <laughs> yeah, that's something we all need, right? Like we need strong as women, women right. in our lives who are unapologetic, you yeah. know, and authentic and they just are who they are. Yeah. Um I would agree about that with Coach Moki. And I know one thing, one challenge for you guys on the court this year, you don't have Christy Wallace and yeah. are kind of playing point guard by committee. How's that shaping up? Because let's just listen. I I, I was a big girl, right? Um, left-handed, left-handed. Now, I was nowhere near as good as you are in the low block. Like, you are just, every time you get it, I'm like, count it, okay? <laughs> uh, but I, I know how important that point guard position is to what you do because you right. don't bring the ball down, so nope. somebody's got to get you the ball. So mm -hmm. how was that process going? Well, um, we're trying different people at the one right now. Um, our graduate transfer from LSU, Chloe, uh, she's really stepping in and learning the program. I think right now it's so early. You know, she still has a lot to learn about this program and what we do and how we do things. But she's going to be great. You know, in the first exhibition, I think she shocked everybody with what she can do because everybody was a little iffy about what she could do. But I was like, Chloe Hooper, a little do y'all yeah, know. Yeah, she can shoot that thing. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I was like, so I was like, yeah, she's she's going to be she's gonna be good. Once she gets all the plays down and everything that we do, we're, we're flowing, you know. Uh, Another point, potential point guard, Didi Richard. Mm -hmm. uh, we're we're starting to put her at the one, and you know Didi's more of a slasher guard, but she can distribute. And Didi knows the program. Um, another point guard, Juicy Landrum, she, but she's our primary shooter. Uh, but she's at the one a little bit. You know, Kim's just moving it around. Like every day, we got a different lineup on the board, and it's like, oh lord. Right. But <laughs> I mean, we're very talented, very raw, but also very young, and I I'm excited about this year, honestly. Yeah. All right, fans, it's halftime with Kalani Brown. We have more of this interview coming up after this break. But just keep in mind that if you want to interact with Tariq and I, you can find us on Twitter at Around the Rim Pod. Send your questions, thoughts, visions, ideas, sentiments, all of the above. Or you can email us around the rim podcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at LaChina Robinson. Tarika is on Twitter at SheKnowsSports underscore. 
But more important than that, make sure that you subscribe to Around the Rim podcast. You can do that on the ESPN app. Um, and listen, you can also find us on any podcast platform that you use. Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. Find us, subscribe so that whenever a new episode comes out, you'll be the first to know. And we have a lot of fire, a lot of fire. Great stuff coming your way during the college season. So sit right where you are. um, And here's more from Kalani Brown coming up. You and Lauren, um, I mean, I I feel like I've been saying this the last few years that you come in the best front court in in the country. Um, What have you guys even talked about or what has been your communication early as the leaders of this team? Because I think it's so hard to lead from the post. Yeah. Like, I always feel like you need at least one guard that can kind of be that leader without Christy. I know you guys are taking that on, but how have you guys kind of decided that you're going to lead this team or or how have you set the expectation for what's going to happen this year? Well, Coach told us we were going to be the captains and we were going to have to step up. And uh, like you said, uh, it is hard to leave from the post because, you know, you don't know all the positions on the floor, but we see everything. So uh, we've got five new freshmen who are just running with their head cut off. So we're trying to get them right. And then you got Chloe. We're trying to get her right at the point. So it's really crazy right now. But uh, we kind of split it down like uh, Lauren's got the – I've got the freshman and Lauren's kind of like orchestrating how to do like the point guard position. Um, but also Didi and Juicy come in that role pretty well because they already know the perimeter spot. So they're pulling Chloe. So it's like kind of all the returners kind of taking a leadership standpoint. Yeah. They're helping us where we can't help them, you know, because yes. we don't know anything about, you know, yeah, we <laughs> taking don't, off the yeah, we don't really care what the guards are doing. Bottom line is we want the ball yeah. and we'll be on the glass. Y'all take care of the rest. Right. right. What happens on the perimeter stays <laughs> on, on the, the perimeter. perimeter. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Oh, yes. Say that. So <laughs> Didi and Juicy are actually a big help to us. Like That's uh, great. we don't have that many returners, but, uh, we've got two on the perimeter, and they're they're pulling their way, and we're helping wherever we can as far as that goes. But uh, we're our main focus is mostly the freshmen. So, well, I can tell you that at the next level, because I just finished working WNBA season, they are licking their chops with the the uh, you being obviously a possible number one pick in the draft. I mean, we don't know I, this class is crazy. Yes. what will happen? But um, when you think about the WNBA. What comes to your mind in terms of what you see in your future? Well, I think I see myself in the WBA uh, for sure. Um, number one pick or not, I'm just trying to uh, whoever needs me and I need them. So I, I'm just kind of grateful and trying to lay back and see where I'm going. My first year, I want to treat it how I did my first year of college. Like I want to come in and learn, so to speak, um, and gradually play if you know, whatever God, whatever God has in store for me, I'm going to take it, you know, okay. uh, whether that be a little minutes or whether I'm learning this season. But um, I don't know. I feel like uh, I can do I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Are you paying attention to what's happening in the WBA? Like, are, did you watch any, any anything or anybody stand out to you from this summer? If you saw anything? Asia Wilson, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> she was making it look easy. Okay. <laughs> I was right. like, okay. But um, Asia Wilson, for sure. I'm always watching Sylvia Files. That's my favorite player. I think I've made that clear. Yeah, I was going to say, where, when did this start with Syl? When did you really first start just loving her game? Well, my mom sat me down when she was back at LSU and be like, watch this big girl. 
And I'm like, watch what she's doing. You see how she get a, she see how she get that position? Boom. And one, and one. She was like real intense with it. And I was just like, ooh, yeah. Like, and so I've kind of like always liked Sylvia, um, and her game. I try to base my game around it because she's real aggressive and, uh, I don't know. She's just a blackie. She's a monster. Her. I mean, I she her. is just like really, I mean, and and then you know what is just my favorite part of her? She is such a great person. Like, I, you watch her and she's ferocious on the court, yeah. but off the court, she is so like thoughtful and kind. And I mean, she, you could not have a better teammate than, than Sylvia Fowle. So I'm there with you. Okay. So you watch Sylvia. Um, let me ask you this, like when you think about your growth, because I know you've been working on your outside shot a little bit and, um, you see players like Asia Wilson who are doing a little bit of everything. Um, what is Kalani, what could Kalani be in terms of the kind of player you want to be in the WNBA next level? Are you trying to expand that game? I mean, still doesn't shoot a lot of outside shots, right? (laughs) Like you could actually survive just on the low block. I mean, you're six, seven, which is. I mean, what is Asia Wilson's like six five? Still, yeah. I think six six. So you you really could just camp out in the low block and hang out there. But what do you I see? Could. I you know, but I'm gonna say another player that stood out to me uh, that I watch in general. I just watch big girls in general. Uh, the Stephanie Dolsons, Liz Cambage was pretty good this mm. season. Um, I noticed that there's hitting that trail three, hitting that trail shot, picking popping. I just you know, on the low blocks. So I feel like maybe if I can add that to my game, I can hang out a little bit longer. That's right. <laughs> Instead of just, you know, <laughs> limiting myself to the paint. Yeah, I now, that. I could, you know, I could shoot that outside shot, but you know, uh, coach wants me under the under the rim and me and Lauren got a good system going. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, the Stephanie Dawson's, the Liz Cambages, different big girls really that can shoot. Mm-hmm. I really like, took initiative on that and I think I'm really working on that and maybe you might see a three or two maybe okay. a trial three maybe maybe I'm gonna hold I'm not you sure. to that now I'm gonna hold you to that and y'all got some games I mean you're gonna be able to show your thing early you got South Carolina y'all gonna play Stanford UConn in the non-conference so um a lot to look forward to but I do want to see you take that shot <laughs> let me ask you one more question um there's some pressure because you are going to leave Baylor um, as one of the greatest players to ever play there, and yet you have not been to your first Final Four. <sighs> I know. Look, at, this is look. I knew I was gonna get the eye roll. So, uh, <laughs> uh, how do you how do you manage or balance that expectation um, throughout this season? It's a lot of pressure. We've been knocking on that door for two, three years now. I know uh, we got cut short last year. You know, losing Christy was huge. For us, yes. you know, yes. she was she was like our she was like the glue of the team, you know, and to lose her. And even after um, she hurt herself, she was still like engaged with us and, you know, trying to be stay positive. And we was like, you know, Christy, we got this. But uh, it just ended up being a little bit too much. But I think it's 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 on now because, you know, it's, it's been on obviously. But I don't know, like. We've been knocking on that door. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. Can I get there? Yeah. <laughs> but we're so talented. Like I, I believe that we can get there. And I, the past few years, I feel like we should have been there. Uh, just always something happening, you know. Uh, adversity wise, we went through so much, and to be cut short like that. So I'm, I'm not gonna lie. We hungry this year for sure. Yeah, got yeah. another shot. And not just because it's my senior year. Just period. You know, getting stopped, being so close. And get stopped, you know, it just, it drives you crazy. <laughs>
<laughs> well, enjoy the journey. You put in a lot of hard work. Don't let the pressure take away the fun. Yes, ma'am. Yes, um, ma'am. Cause this, this four years does go fast, but it, it, it's, it should be a, an enjoyable ride. You know, and I understand playing at somewhere like Baylor, the high ex- expectations, but like you said earlier, God has a plan. And he that's does. The, he you got to trust that. But, Kalani, I just love talking to you. It is amazing how much you've blossomed as a young woman. You know, Thank our first you. couple of conversations, you were a little bit more shy. Now you just, you could be on Oprah talk show doing, you know, <laughs> saying, hosting, doing, I mean, you just, you've really grown. And I, Thank and I you. enjoy uh, sitting with you and speaking with you. And I will be watching you very closely and well, staying in you. touch. Tell Coach Moakley we said hello. I hey, will. Coach. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> so we want to thank Kalani Brown for coming on to Around the Rim. What a wonderful young woman. It's going to be fun to watch her not only in her senior season try to get to that Final Four, but on to the WNBA. You can catch Kalani and her Baylor teammates Sunday, November 11th, a historic game happening. Um, Baylor is ranked, looks like number four. I don't know. I have number three on some other things, but uh, it's taking on number 23, Arizona State. And that's 7.30 p.m. on ESPN2, Sunday, November 11th. And the game is going to take place on a reservation. It is a historic game for ESPN. Um, the showdown on the res featuring Eric Freed as the play-by-play. Carol Lawson and Rebecca Lobo will be the analyst. Holly Rowe on the sideline. And this is happening at the Holtzill, I hope I'm saying that right, Fighting Scouts Event Center on Fort Defiance um, in Arizona. So... A reservation game, and it's going to be honoring the Native American veterans who served in the Vietnam War. So what a wonderful way for us to celebrate the holiday um, with Veterans Day on Monday. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you next time. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.